A successful start to the series for the Apple Sox as they pick up a 9-4 victory in the first game of their three-game set against the Kelowna Falcons. The Apple Sox are rolling right now. They have now won five of their last seven games after picking up the victory over the Falcons on Tuesday night. Wenatchee did not score first in the ball game, which sometimes has been an issue this summer, but not really recently. Their ability to rally in recent games had started this past road trip, and it's continuing now as they return home. The Apple Sox were buoyed by a big six-run bottom of the sixth inning and pretty much went into cruise control from there. It didn't start out super pretty, giving up a run in the first inning, but after that, Riley Sinclair, despite the tough first inning, did a great job the rest of the way. He had a stretch where he could retired 10 consecutive hitters. He would allow two runs in four innings on the mound, walked two, allowed two hits, and struck out five. Some great work from the Apple Sox right-hander in his second start of the summer. Not enough to earn the victory in his third appearance overall, but really a big step forward for Sinclair as he tossed a good effort on the mound. After that, for the Apple Sox, uh, they, as Sinclair kind of kept things at bay, allowed the two runs through his four-plus innings, including one in the fifth, did not get an out in the fifth, but the Apple Sox offense went to work. Six runs in the sixth inning. They also scored twice in the first inning. Ivar Kent had a great game with three base hits and four at-bats as he was actually a home run away from hitting for the cycle. Just a really good effort from him as Arquette tripled in a run in the first inning, singled in a pair in the seventh. He had two hits in the seventh inning as the Apple Sox shortstop recorded another multi-hit game, three hits in this one, and then Wadachi really just able to have a convincing victory here tonight. This has been a case in each of the last three or so games where they've had a big inning or two and been able to put some away as uh, the Apple Sox did a great job to get the win here in this one. As I mentioned, things got a little bit hairy after Sinclair. Uh, there was a stretch. Jake Putnam did a great job. He tossed two scoreless innings of relief, but after that, ran into a little bit of trouble in the seventh inning. Jack DiDonato started, struck out the first two hitters, but then allowed uh, three straight to reach base before a pitching change was made. Tyler Chipman walked a pair to bring in two runs that went on DiDonato's line, but after that, got a strikeout to end the inning. Mason Philly pitched in and out of trouble in the eighth, struck out the side ultimately, and stranded the bases loaded, and then was able to toss a scoreless ninth inning to wrap up this one. Wenatchee picking up the big win to start the series. They have now won five of their last seven games. They're looking to keep it rolling when they will be back in action on Wednesday night, taking on the Kelowna Falcons at 6.35 p.m. We're joined First off in the booth by Brandon Ponce stepping up and hitting a big home run earlier in this ball game for Wenatchee as Ponce came through back in the sixth inning with a solo shot for his second home run of the season as he picked up the big bomb in this one and his second of the year, as I mentioned. Brandon, let's go back to that. That was a strange inning in a lot of ways for the, the team and kind of strange for you. You hadn't played in a week. You didn't oh, yeah. make the trip to Canada. You know, sometimes you kind of have to shake a little bit of rust off after a week away, but uh, you saw a pitch you liked, obviously, and you hit it out. Take me through that at bat. Well, no, yeah. Well, my first, my first two, uh, I was, I was, you know, a little like, like you said, a little rusty, so I was missing the pitches I was supposed to be hitting. So when I got to my third at bat, I knew I had to get, I knew, I knew I had to get, I knew I had to get at least one. So when they brought in the righty, he was kind of, he was kind of the sidearm guy. So that's, I've always had a little success with those kind of guys. So he, I mean, I saw all his pitches and he threw me that last one. I got all of it. What do you like about side armors then so much? I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, he was kind of like three quarters of it. Kind of every, all of his pitches broke, either down the middle, or right outside, and 
all my juices to right field. So uh, he gave me one of those, and it went. It went. We've seen that a couple of times this yeah. year with a couple of opposite yeah. field home runs from you. Uh, great stuff there, and uh, obviously we, we talked about this plenty of times. You and I have talked about. It. I haven't. I've mentioned it just about every time you come up since you're a switch hitter. Mm -hmm. But you hit righty against the right-handed pitcher. Explain to fans why you sometimes do that. Uh, well, today they they started with two uh, with a lefty, and I, my first two at bats were left-handed. And I, like I said, I, I I was missing those pitches, but I felt I felt good with the swing, so I thought. Might as well just stick with it and it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Explain to fans what you did for the last week. You had the six days off your way, probably a nice break. You yeah. Know, you had that junior college schedule. You were busy with Big yeah. Ben. Well, how'd you spend the week off? Oh uh, well, I mean, for, I mean, I tried to stay in shape just so I could be ready to go when when I got back. But I mean, it was good. It was good to kind of relax for a little bit, get get the body feeling good. Um, and I'm I'm glad I'm just glad to be back. I, mean, I believe you had told me before you were most comfortable at third base. Yeah. That was your most com you know, comfortable defensive position. You got the start there today. How good did that feel? Week off, but you get in the starting lineup immediately back at a familiar spot. Kind of like home. You know, third base is where I love playing, so felt like back where I was supposed to be at. Putting on old pair of shoes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Well, Brandon, thanks for joining us, and, hey, let's talk to you after another home run soon. How about oh, yeah. it? Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Brandon Pons joining us, and we're now joined in the booth by Mason Philly after the Apple Sox win here tonight, taking the 9-4 to triumph over the Kelowna Falcons. Mason, coming into this ball game, it was a non-save situation for you. We've seen you move into more high-leverage roles out of the bullpen. How do you approach a situation like this where it's not so much, you know, we're in a close game, keep us close. It's more of things have gotten a little bit off the rails, get us back on track. Uh, I usually just think the same mindset when I come in to close, just go in, throw strikes, and gets out. That's about it. This whole concept of closing has been fairly new. I, I know you've done it before in the past, but you've primarily been a starter in college, and you started this season as a starting pitcher for the Apple Sox, including on opening day. We've talked about this a little bit before. You've moved into this closer role. Has anything really changed for you? You talk about that mentality of get outs. That's no matter what you're doing. But is there anything else you're doing a little bit differently than what you would do as a starter, per se? Uh, I would say I'm trying to pound the fastball a lot more. I mean, let it go. I don't have nothing to save for the rest of the inning, so might as well just let it eat. So you think you attack guys a little bit more fastball heavy because yeah. of that? Yeah. Make them hit it. Make them get on time. If they're not, keep going with it. Explain to fans how you can't quite do that as much as a starter, how you kind of have to mix things up. Because uh, usually as a starter, you work your way throughout the lineup. You see what they have, and then you know your guys you want to mix. So throughout the game, you want to change your speed to fix it and all that stuff. As closing, you just want to go hard and get out. And that's for someone like you, it's been very clear there's a lot of emotion on the mound. You've got to enjoy that. You kind of can just put your best out there every time you're pitching right now. Right. Let's talk about this, too. This was your second straight game appearing, obviously the off day in between. As a starter, you're used to a little bit more time off. How do you stay ready to get back in there and ready to go today? Uh, well, as the game was going on, I didn't really expect to go out there and throw. I thought we had it in control. And then Coach told me to go get ready, and I was throwing. And it was coming out hot, so I felt better than yeah. usual, so I was ready. <laughs> Taking you through that eighth inning, a little bit strange. Uh, you got the strikeout, a walk, another strikeout. Banner reaches on an error. Banner reaches on a single. Base is loaded. Again, it's a five-run ball game, but you know any, any base hit there can make it a little bit more interesting. <clears throat> What's your mentality as you got that final strikeout? Uh, I knew it was 9-4, to four and I was just ready to go get that last out. Didn't really care about the bases loaded. I mean, if I got my job done, I was going to get out of it with no runs. So. And you sure did. And you got it done as well in the ninth inning. Mason, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you after another win soon. Yes, sir. Thank you.
That was Mason Philly joining us after the Apple Sox 9-4 win. So I'm Joel Norman. We're joined now in the broadcast booth by the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, after a big win for your guys here tonight. Skip, how does it feel? You guys are settling into a nice little groove right now. You've won five of the last seven, able to climb a little bit in the division. What did this win mean? You know, getting it done by any means is how I felt like this one was done. Yeah, yeah. We uh, kind of win at all costs uh, mentality here tonight. Didn't really want to have to burn anybody in the bullpen, but uh, kind of came to that situation, and, you know, we kind of started playing with fire there for a couple innings and thought, uh, let's just go to Philly. He's been our closer for the past week and um, has really been a guy that's came in late and shut it down for us, and we just wanted to make sure we secured a win tonight. Last three appearances, he's combined a ton of seven scoreless innings. What has it meant having that guy out of the bullpen? Because I think when the season started, there was an idea that there might be a couple different, but it's clear right now he is the guy on this team. What does that mean, having that as an option? Yeah, as a coach, it uh, it really just shortens the game for you. You know, you're kind of thinking uh, more along the lines of seven innings rather than nine innings. You're thinking, you know, if we can get a lead and then we can get to that seventh inning, to those last three where then we can bring Philly into the game, um, it just it just shortens it for you. I mean, you manage the game completely different. You, you think about, um, you know, trying to score a little earlier and try to build that lead kind of middle of the game and, um, and then having a guy like that that can come in and just shut it down and close the, close the door uh, is huge for you. It was huge today. Philly going two scoreless innings. Let's get to some of the action well before that, though, Skip. As the first inning, you guys give up the first run of the ball game. But you know, earlier in the season, that was kind of a bad omen of things to come. But it felt like something changed on this past road trip. There were a couple different times, I believe three different games, where you guys gave up the first run but still went on to win the ball game. Explain to me... Was there something said, was, whether that was you, whether that was a player? Was it kind of like it doesn't matter if we're in a deficit? Was something said or is a, a switch just flipped somehow else? Yeah, I think uh, taking that first game at Victoria when, uh, you know, they kind of got like a, I think it was like a 5-2 lead or something early like that. Um, and then we kind of relaxed and just played baseball and climbed back into the game and ended up winning it. Um, I think it's letting it's it's um, had an impact on all of our guys as far as they can just take a little bit of a deep breath and just relax and say, hey, this is a long game. Um, let's keep playing baseball. And over time, I think we're the better team. And um, so there's just not that panic button. It seemed like early in the year we'd get down two, three early, and then it was just kind of panic mode and guys tightened up and we're, you know, overly trying to produce. And um, that's just not how you play this game. Let's talk about the – identity of this team. We're chatting with Apple Sox head coach Mitch Darlington after Wenatchee won 9-4 to tonight against the Kelowna Falcons. Feels like an identity is being formed. What do you define as Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball right now? Yeah, I think we're just a team that um, <laughs> kind of just with our back against the wall just fights. We fight and find a way and um, you know, we, we come with good energy every day to the ballpark and right now guys are having fun. We're playing upbeat. Um, and, and picking up our teammates, and we're finally starting to play for each other. It felt like those, those first couple weeks, guys were filling each other out, um, and, we, you know, we just didn't feel like a team. This last week, this last road trip, it feels like guys are really meshing, coming together, um, and starting to have those more veteran ABs, those more team-friendly ABs, you know, guy on third. We're staying in our approach, trying to hit a ground ball up the middle score run rather than getting selfish and, and trying to get too big and run one out of the yard. So guys are really buying in and, and, and gelling right now. Do you think there's been one moment that's gelled them together? Was there something? Was it a game? Was it just the road trip in general? Something that's just kind of helped everyone come together? Yeah, I think uh, I think the road trip in general. You know, we ran into uh, some issues with our ferry and our bus, and 
Um, you know, sometimes just go, like I've said before, sometimes going through something tough together just brings you close. Um, and I think the first few days on that road trip um, were just long hours, lack of sleep, um, and guys just kind of bonded over it, and we were all in it together, and um, I think it's brought us together. It's got to be kind of nice, though, when you come back. The group's a little bit tighter. You had three guys in the starting lineup tonight who did not go on the road trip. They're all here. They're ready to go. They all produced tonight. And those were all th you know, three really big pieces of this team even before the road trip. So how nice is that kind of to blend all that together while also having some guys re-added who are pretty fresh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're not even healthy right now. Um, no. we've, got, we've got Enzo on the shelf um, who's going to be a big part of us. Cole Miller's kind of working back into it after running into a knee issue this weekend. And Mike Devini's bouncing back from an ankle uh, injury at Victoria. So, um you know, but we, but like you said, we know we have great depth. We have guys like Ponce who come in and and then produce for you, and guys like Xander who are itching to go after not being in Canada, and um, you know CJ, CJ ready to come and catch some innings for us and produce as well. So, just good depth and a good balance to this team. So uh, I like where we're at. Almost easy to forget about him with how many things happened offensively in this ball game but Riley Sinclair was really good tonight I mean he had it was really close to me able to toss those five innings I know we didn't get out in the fifth but my point is that he was getting outs with ease really until the fifth inning Sinclair had a one two three second one two three third and a one two three fourth inning all in all ten consecutive hitters retired talk to me about what you like from your starting pitcher as he just continues to steadily improve on the mound yeah, yeah, he's still getting built up as far as pitch count goes. I think that's kind of what he's running into is even with his last outing, you know, he got through three, I believe, and then that fourth inning ran into a little issue and just getting tired and not being built up arm-wise to, to keep extending through a game. But, you know, I thought a, a, a hidden story in this game was Jake Putnam coming in, gets an immediate fly ball out, which scores that runner from third, and the next guy gets a ground ball double play that really just kills the damage um, when Kelowna was threatened in there. So... Um, I thought he was a, a, a big-time performer for us. That kind of goes unnoticed tonight. And you kind of had a lot of faith in him recently. He's only made three appearances, but I felt like uh, your your trust in him against Victoria last Thursday, uh, it's got to be nice knowing that you're developing more options out of the pen like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a total team guy, and he, he he's fully bought in on winning. So I, I love his mentality, and he comes in and just fills up the zone and attacks guys. And um and then he bounces back well. You know, he's a guy that he, he can bounce back off two days rest and come give you another couple innings. And then two days later, he's ready to get another couple innings. Um, this whole road trip, I felt like every every day he was checking in with me before I even got out of the hotel room. Like, hey, coach, I'm, I'm ready to go today if you need me. So um, I love guys like that that just constantly want the ball in their hand. Nice to have that kind of rubber arm out of the bullpen. Great work by Putnam as well as you mentioned, the two scoreless innings from him. Mitch, last question. What needs to be done to get the series win tomorrow night? You've talked about this a lot. You don't want to wait for that last game. You want to get it done the first two and have a chance to do something special the third day. What needs to be done tomorrow night? Yeah, just uh, carrying over that same energy from tonight and uh, just starting off in attack mode. No waiting around, no uh, no, no lulls, no lack of missed pitches or missed innings. We just got to come out and uh, kind of be in attack mode from the very beginning and, and go get a series win. We'll see if we can do that tomorrow. The Apple Sox will take on the Kelowna Falcons at 6.35 p.m. He's Mitch Darlington, the head coach of the Apple Sox. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Joel. Before we hear from today's pregame interview, Adam Fossil, let's listen back to the Apple Sox highlights from Tuesday's win. Standing at second, the pitch. That's in there for call. Strike three. A big punch out for Sinclair to retire the side in the first inning. 
with a two RBI double. He swings and hits one the opposite way. This ball will get down past the diving attempt of Lewis. Oyama with a big turnaround, second base. He's heading toward third. He's going to get the wave around home. Arquette in standing at third. Oyama slides and is safe at home. And the Apple Sox have tied it up here in the bottom of the first inning. An opposite field base hit into the corner off the bat of Arquette. And it's now a 1-1 ball game. Only one base hit against Southpaws this season. That came last Friday. He swings and hits this one out toward left center. That's his second hit of the season against the Southpaw. And it gives Wenatchee the lead here with two outs in the bottom of the first inning. RBI single for Luke Stuka. Two to one Apple Sox with two down. The 3-2 pitch from Sinclair on the outside edge for strike three. Second punch out of the evening for the right-hander from Seattle U. And it's out number one here in the third. As Hallback stings one to center, the wind pushing it around, hits off of Steeles. He was twisting and turning. It hits off of him. It'll be an error. Hallback is heading toward third. The throw comes in. He is safe. The infamous Paul Thomas Senior Stadium win comes in. Clutch for the home team as Hallback reaches on an error. Seven hits and 27 at-bats. Swings and chops one over. Third base side gobbled up. Flipped to first in time, but Hallback scores anyway. And Arquette's got his second RBI of the night. One, two is in there for called strike three. That's the fourth punch out of the ball game for Sinclair. And four of them have been looking. Runner at first is Thomas. First pitch is swung on, hit over towards short off the bat of Onaveros. Arquette flips to Oyama at second. Now over to first for a double play. Xander Orhudos on deck should we get to that point as Ponce skies one high in the air to right center field. This wind is pushing it back, and it will push it over the fence for a home run. Brandon Ponce with his second of the season has added to Wenatchee's lead. A three-run frame for the Apple Sox, and it's 6-2 here in the sixth inning. The 2-2 fought off. Second base side, and over the head of Suzuki, Orahudos comes around, and he will score. Deals the 0-2, swung on hit to the third base side. Ponce is there, flips the first, and the Apple Sox win yeah. as Philly helps wrap up an Apple Sox dub. As mentioned before, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox outfielder Adam Fossil prior to Tuesday's game. Give a listen. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Adam Fossil of the Apple Sox, who has played everywhere in the outfield and has been rolling with the stick lately. Adam, let's talk about this past weekend. Two hits for you on Saturday. The big one, of course, the grand slam. That was a, a no-doubter off the bat. I don't know about you, uh, but at Edmonton, of course, they had that netting out there that blocked it. I would have liked to have seen that knob in there. I would like to have seen how far it would have gone. Yeah. But it was estimated, I think, right around 390. Talk to me about that pitch you got in that at-bat, because that had to feel really good for you, because a couple weeks before that, you know, kind of a struggle, but yeah. you heated up this weekend. What kind of pitch was that you hit out? Um, I mean, it was a fastball count 2-1, and I just fouled off a similar pitch. It was like middle in, and he came back with it, and I was ready for it, and I was on time, and uh, went a long way. So, Was that kind of a sigh of relief for you, in a way, for the, the start of the season? You, you had a hot first weekend at Bend, a yeah. little bit of trouble after that, but again, you heated up this past weekend. Was that, do you feel like a turning point for you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Once it, you know, hit the barrel, and you know you got that, when you hit a barrel, like, perfectly, it, you don't really feel anything, and it, that felt good. I hadn't felt that in a while, so. <laughs> that was uh, definitely a turning point for sure. Next day was huge for you as well. You had three hits on Sunday, helped the Apple Sox get the series victory. What did that mean to follow up such a good feeling the day before and have an even better day the next one? 
Uh, I think I just got some confidence with that one swing and then uh, kind of just let me relax in the box and kind of just focus on seeing pitches and not really think as much up there. I think when guys get into slumps, me in particular, I like to, um, or I don't like to, but I start thinking and, you know, that's kind of hard to do, kind of hard to hit and think at the same time. So just uh, get in there, feel comfortable, stop thinking and just play baseball. So now that you're in a bit of a groove recently, what do you do to kind of as the opposite, because you said when you're struggling, you tend to overthink. Yeah. What are some things you do when you're feeling it at the plate? Do you change up your approach at all, or is it just kind of not thinking as much? No, just not think. Hopefully, see something straight and put a good put a good swing on it. So nothing, nothing, no, not rocket science here. <laughs> no, absolutely. Let's talk about your outfield defense. As we're chatting with Adam Fossil, head of the Apple Sox versus the Kelowna Falcons. You've played left, you've played center, you've played right. Which was your favorite spot to be at, and what is it? What is it meant to you as a player to be that kind of comfortable out there? Is it something you've been able to do since high school, or was it something in college you started to do? Um, I definitely like playing center field the most because you know anything hit to center field is normally hit true and backspun, so it's not going to go uh, left or right. Whereas you know if you're playing left or right, it can kind of you know hook on you or they could backspin it. So it's a lot easier to read the balls in center. So I definitely like that the most. Um, I played all three in high school, so I've kind of been you know accustomed to playing all three for a while. Let's talk about this past road trip besides just your great swing. You guys won four or six games. It felt like that had to do wonders for the team's morale. Obviously, things got off to an interesting start with some trouble traveling up that first day, an entertaining game last Tuesday as well against yeah. Victoria, but it really felt like your group came together uh, heading home here the past few days. How are you feeling about the team overall as they start this homestand? I mean, everybody's comfortable, everyone's playing well, and I think we're just going to keep it rolling. Um, you know, just baseball is really easy to, you know, get in bad slumps and good slump or, you know, good streaks. So I think we're going to ride this good streak for a while. Absolutely. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about, we talked about your versatility defensively. You've also jumped around in the batting order a lot. Yeah. Talk to me about where you like hitting in the order because we've seen you just about everywhere except for leadoff and second, it feels like. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I, I definitely like hitting second the most. Yeah. That's, where, that's where I hit in college and that's where I've hit a lot of my life. I like hitting too. You just get a lot more at bats. Tend to see the starter more often. So you get that third at bat against a starter. Um, but, you know, I can hit anywhere in the lineup. I've done it my whole life, so. Yeah. It sure worked out for you this past spring winning GNAC Player of the Year, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Adam. Well, thank you for joining us. Keep it rolling at the plate. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Wenatchee is back in action on Wednesday, facing the Kelowna Falcons again at 6.35 p.m. Make sure to subscribe to the Apple Sox podcast if you don't already, and we hope to see you here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium this week as tomorrow is the second game of a six games and six days homestand for the Apple Sox. Get your tickets now at saferseating.com. I'm Joel Norman, and this is the Wenatchee Apple Sox Podcast.